This is an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, December 11th, 2021. This week in security news, while this has been one of the rare weeks where no SMS alerts have been issued by the Alert USA service, there are developing situations around the world that should be on everyone's radar, particularly with the approach of the end-of-year holidays. First up, there are two places in the world where an authoritarian power is threatening to invade a small nearby democracy. Those democracies are Ukraine and Taiwan. For the second time in a year, Russia has conducted a large-scale military mobilization along Ukraine's border, deploying as many as 175,000 Russian troops, along with all manner of tanks, artillery, air defense systems, field hospitals, transport aircraft, and every other type of tool and implement needed to conduct an invasion. Ukraine, which was part of the Russian Empire for centuries before becoming a Soviet Republic, gained independence in 1991 with the breakup of the Soviet Union. Since that time, most of the population of the country has leaned away from Russian influence and more towards the West, including the overthrow of a Putin-backed leader in 2014 and aspirations to join NATO. Vladimir Putin has made clear that this would cross a red line with Moscow, as have plans by some NATO members to set up military training centers within Ukraine. Last week, Putin emphasized that Russia will seek, quote, reliable and long-term security guarantees from the U.S. and its allies that would exclude any further NATO moves eastward and the deployment of weapon systems that threaten them in close vicinity to Russian territory. Amid the flurry of diplomatic efforts and tepid conversations between different leaders, there are lots of threats being thrown around, including one U.S. senator this week talking about leaving all options on the table in response to an invasion including the use of nuclear weapons. Shifting over to Taiwan, on Wednesday of this week, senior Biden administration officials told Congress that China's military is actively preparing for a potential attack against Taiwan and that the Pentagon is working closely with the island's military to deter a direct assault and develop asymmetric weapons to fight off Beijing. According to Eli Ratner, Assistant Defense Secretary for Indo-Pacific Security Affairs, China is preparing to, quote, unify Taiwan with the PRC by force while simultaneously attempting to deter, delay, or deny third-party intervention on Taiwan's behalf. To this end, this week the Global Times newspaper, a mouthpiece for China's communist rulers, said Chinese troops will attack any U.S. forces sent to defend Taiwan in the event a war breaks out over the island. The threat was issued after National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan vowed that Washington will, quote, never allow a Chinese invasion to take place. The Global Times responded by saying that such threats are not credible because the U.S. cannot afford the cost of defending Taiwan and urged Sullivan to, quote, shut his big mouth and avoid creating more embarrassment for your country. As if to underline the threat, China on Friday sent 13 warplanes to menace Taiwan's airspace, including eight fighters and two nuclear-capable bombers. If you are a foreign leader hostile to the United States, how would you view the U.S. today? You would know that the U.S. is on the backside of two disastrous wars. You know that U.S. civilian leadership is unpopular and weak. You know that the military is undergoing dramatic social change. And you know that the public is deeply polarized, distracted by a weakening economy, and unlikely to support any new military conflicts. Perhaps most important, you know that big changes are coming with America's midterm elections, and more so with the next presidential race. Both China and Russia know there is a narrow window in which to achieve any expansionist goals before strong leadership returns to the U.S., and that window is closing. Next up in public health news, as of the time of this report's preparation Friday evening, Johns Hopkins University's Coronavirus Resource Center reports that there have been more than 796,000 deaths in the U.S. 
officially attributed to the SARS-CoV-2 virus. According to the CDC's COVID data tracker website, in the U.S. alone, more than 477 million doses of the various COVID-19 vaccines have been administered as a regular follow-on, according to the CDC's Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, or VAERS, as of December 3rd, more than 946,000 adverse events have been reported following COVID-19 vaccinations. More than 681,000 of these reports are from the U.S. and associated territories. For accuracy, it is important to remember that reporting on the VAERS system does not automatically indicate proof that the vaccine was responsible for the adverse event. However, given the sheer number of adverse reactions being reported around the world, listeners are encouraged to do some investigation on your own before making such an important personal health decision. In related news, in late November, Canadian Dr. Daniel Nagas broke ranks and exposed an explosion in the number of stillbirths being experienced by fully vaccinated Canadian women with an astonishing 86 incidents in a six-month period of time in Waterloo, Ontario alone. Normally, Waterloo sees five to six stillbirths per year. This number is 20 times higher than normal, but again, only to vaccinated women. Late last week, a member of the Ontario Provincial Parliament, Frederick Nichols, questioned Ontario's Minister of Health, Christine Elliott, about the report. Here's the exchange. The next question, member for Chatham, Kent Leamington. Thanks, Speaker. My question is to the Minister of Health. Late last year, my daughter was expecting her first child. Initially, doctors had recommended against expecting women getting vaccinated. As any dad should do, I told her not to get the vaccine, and she complied. Thankfully, on Valentine's Day, she gave birth to a healthy baby girl, Shiloh. I shed tears of joy. But a few months later, doctors said it was okay to get the vaccine while pregnant. What testing had been done to ensure the safety of both the mother and their unborn baby? But now, Minister, I shed tears of sorrow. In the Waterloo area, 86 stillbirths have occurred from January to July, and normally it's roughly one stillbirth every two months. But here's the kicker. Mothers of stillbirth babies were fully vaccinated, and you've clearly said on numerous occasions that the vaccines are safe. So, Minister, what do you say to the doctors who told expecting women it was okay to get fully vaccinated, and what should they tell the mothers who deliver a stillborn baby? (laughs) Minister Health. Thank you very much, Speaker, and first, uh, congratulations to you for the uh, birth of your grandchild. Uh, that is wonderful news, but it is also safe. It has been tested. We are recommending that women who are pregnant do receive the vaccine for the protection of themselves, protection of their baby as well, and that is uh, has been proven. It has been accepted by the uh, uh, Health Canada, by the World Health Organization, by the FDA, um, and this is something that we want to make sure that we can protect everyone. Women who are pregnant, it is entirely safe and recommended for them to receive the vaccine for themselves, their own protection, the safety of their loved ones, and the safety of their community. In short, her response was that it has been tested, it's safe, and we should all just trust the health officials. You can find links to this exchange and the VAERS database, along with key updated findings in this week's issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. In travel security news, listeners are reminded that a National Terrorism Advisory System bulletin is in effect, warning of the threat posed by domestic terrorists, individuals and groups engaged in grievance-based violence, and those inspired or motivated by foreign terrorists and other malign foreign influences. With the approach of Christmas and New Year's, 
Listeners should keep in mind that public holiday gatherings have been the target of terrorist attacks in the past. One of the most relevant took place on December 19th of 2016. In this incident, Tunisian national Anas Amri, age 24, drove a freight truck through the Breach Child Christmas Market in Berlin, Germany, killing 13 people and wounding 56 others before escaping on foot. The following day, the Islamic State claimed responsibility for the attack via its Amak news service. Four days later, Amri was shot and killed by officers at the Sesto San Giovanni train station near Milan, Italy. Listeners are encouraged to maintain a high level of situational awareness while in public. Keep your earbuds in your pocket and pay attention to your surroundings. If you are planning travel abroad this holiday season, regardless of the destination, Alert USA strongly recommends checking out the U.S. State Department's travel website, as well as that of the CDC, for safety, security, and health considerations for your destination, as well as for the latest evolving international travel regulations. We also recommend that you take a few minutes to register your trip with the State Department's Smart Traveler Enrollment Program, so if something goes bad in the country you are visiting, that the U.S. Embassy actually knows that you are there. You can find more on each of the stories in this report in the latest issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. If you are not already a subscriber, simply visit ThreatJournal.com and sign up today. The publication is free, and a copy of this week's issue will be immediately sent to you via email. If you would like to receive breaking threat and incident alerts on your mobile device, visit AlertsUSA.com. AlertsUSA continues to monitor the overall domestic and international threat environment and will immediately notify service subscribers via SMS messages and email of new alerts, warnings, and advisories, or any other factors which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. This has been an Alert USA Threat Journal Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, December 11th, 2021.